I know that. My name is Tom Kearney, by the way, because my producer uh, told me that that was what time it was. I normally tell time on these programs with my computer, and it's synchronizing right now, so it's uh, not telling me exactly what time it is. But in any event, Tom Kearney here, Friday night. I'm here every night, by the way, during the week, Monday through Friday from 9 until 10, with a little bit of live in real-time radio. Four nights of the week, we, we take business seriously, or at least don't play games very much. Uh, but on Friday night, we play trivia. By the way, earlier this week, we uh, we had uh, uh, Joe Newberry on one night, and I had a really good program with him talking about uh, traditional American music. And on Thursday night, Pam Beck was here talking about gardens in North Carolina. And you can see by the, these different kinds of programs that, and, and Mike, Mike Walden was on Monday night, given his view of the economy, that we have a potpourri of programming. Uh, we don't generally do politics, but beyond that, uh, we do just, just about anything. And uh, when we, a lot of times when we have our trivia program, which is what we're going to have tonight, we have a kind of potpourri trivia. And that is so it will be, there'll be something for everybody. And that's, sort of the case tonight. When we play trivia on the Tom Kearney Show on Friday night, there is one rule, and that is you cannot look up the answer. If you have a handheld device, one of those smart whatever, smartphone, etc., you cannot use it. You cannot use your computer, your, your Mac. You cannot even get a, a reference book, an almanac down off the bookshelf. You have to sort of pretend like you're on a desert island. You just barely got there. You got your, your pants still on and uh, maybe your shirt. But that's it. Nothing to look anything up in. So you have to have it in your brain. And uh, there is one way that you can get some help, and that is from another living human being. They can't look it up, but if they happen to know the answer, they can whisper it in your ear. I think we finally decided they don't even have to whisper. They can just tell you the answer. Our telephone number is 919. That's the area code, of course. And then it's uh, 860-9783. As a memory device, we can tell you that 9783, if you have letters on your telephone, works out to be our call letters, WPTF. So it could be 919-860-WPTF. And in any event, we'd like for you to call and see if you can answer one of your questions. And uh, Brittany is our our producer, and that means she runs the commercials and keeps us on the air and answers the telephone, and she'll put you in line, and, and we'll give you a chance to answer the question and maybe have a little conversation because we're really not trying to stump anybody. We're trying to have a little bit of socializing program and using the medium of a trivia game to uh, to get you to come out and uh, and play, so to speak. 919-860-9783. 919-860-WPTF. A couple of sort of uh, out-of-nowhere questions. Two of the uh, North Carolina baseball teams are in the tournament, different uh, areas, but uh, to perhaps get to Omaha in the College World Series. East Carolina played this afternoon, and uh, NC State is playing right now. I think the last time I checked, uh, the game was in the sixth inning, but that was a a while ago. Uh, ECU, uh, I think it's a double elimination. I believe they have to lose two to be completely out. But this afternoon they lost. uh, The final score was two to nothing. And uh, uh, let's start out by saying the trivia question here is tell me who they were playing. And you have to know the name of the school because this is the College World Series. And the and the thing I'm really interested in is the nickname. And the same is the case for the team that the that the Wolfpack. See, the NC State Wolfpack could be an answer if you were some on another radio station. And so, on. but tonight we want to know the name of the team that the Wolfpack is playing and their nickname. Nine one nine 
919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. We'll have some sports, and we'll also have a little bit of literature. I'm going to uh, tell you uh, the names of uh, two books, uh, and I want you to tell me the names of the authors of these books. One of them is The Sound and the Fury, and the other is The Grapes of Wrath. Tell me the authors. They're two different authors, by the way. It could be the same author. I mean, that would be a tricky one. And there are two authors, The Sound and the Fury and The Grapes of Wrath. Both of those authors, by the way, are males. I'll give you a clue there. And they both won, ultimately, the Nobel Prize. It has nothing to do with this other than that. But those are two the titles, each one of them, of a book that they have written. And I'll give you another one right here, too. So you can, you don't have to do both of them. You can either do one literary question or the other literary question. Two books. One is called Bonfire of Vanities, and the other is Look Homeward Angel. Bon, the Bonfire of Vanities and Look Homeward Angel. So you've got two literary questions. Those, those, I want to know the authors of those two books. Uh, which one? Bonfire of Vanities, Look Homeward Angel, and also uh, the other two books, uh, The Grapes of Wrath. And uh, I've already forgotten what the other one was now, but uh, it will come back to me in a moment. Uh, so that's... Um, because I'm pulling these out of there. These are kind of extra added questions. They're the frosting on the cake. I was watching a uh, TV program today. And they have programs about animals on Saturday morning. I think it's for kids. And I used to really like to watch one called Lucky Dog. I'm not as fond of it because they change hosts. But anyway, and uh, there was something mentioned somewhere about the name of, of, of infant animals. And so I'm going to tell you two animals, and I want you to tell me what the the infant version of the animal would be called. One of them is a kangaroo. What is the baby kangaroo called? And what is a baby goat called? See, a good one, an easy one, and a not-so-easy one, okay? So we're looking for the name of some colleges that are playing and universities that are playing baseball. We're looking for some literary, some books that have been written, and we're looking for the names of some animals. Our science question tonight is really a three-parter, and let's see if you can get it. What is the the closest planet to the sun in the solar system, which is the closest planet to the sun, which is the biggest planet in the, the solar system that Earth is a part of, and what is the warmest planet that is in that solar system? 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. back into you. A little confusion before we went away because my clock quit working. All right. it, it, I used the National Bureau of Standards clock and, and it went into a synchronizing mode, which means it's fixing itself just to be more accurate. Uh, uh, but it, And it can't come back. But it also disappeared and I did not expect it to disappear again. But we are back. Tom Kearney with the Friday night version of the Tom Kearney Show. Live and in real time from WPTF. We're here every night, Monday through Friday. And uh, we're playing trivia, as we usually try to do on Friday night. And uh, I believe that uh, Brittany told me, Brittany, did you say Tom was our first caller? Yes, Tom from Chapel Hill. Tom from Chapel Hill. Good evening, Tom. How are you tonight? Hello? Good evening, sir. Good evening, Tom. Do you know the answer? Um, I love your show. I love WPTF. You all have a great product. Well, thank you. I used to answer um, that 
that when somebody said that, I'd say send money, but I don't do that anymore. So. <laughs> uh, I'll answer anyone you want except the sports question. Okay, well, why don't you just start uh, at the beginning? I can't even remember what the first question was. Oh, it was the one about the the, the teams playing in the uh, College World Series. That, uh, I can't uh, help you there. To... I can't. That's the sports question. That's the one you can't answer. Okay, all right. Uh, okay, uh, two books. One is called The Bonfire of Vanities, and the other is called Look Homer and Angel. Uh, you just need to tell me who have read those two books. It's two different people. Yeah, The Bonfire of the Vanities was Tom Wolfe, and uh, Look Homer and Angel, I- I'm sorry, was uh, Look, Homer, Look Homer and Angel was Tom Wolfe. And um, I'm blocking on the guy's name for Bonfire of the Vanities. Uh, well, you were doing all right there for a while, because uh, well, I'm I'm going I'm I'm not going to tell you the answer there, yeah. and uh, and I'm going to say that at the way you answered the question, uh, you did not answer it correctly. But I'm I'm not beating on you. I'm, I think of myself as a nice person. It so wasn't but, Thomas Wolfe. It's Thomas Wolfe, right? It's a trick question is what it is, and you will see the, the trick. Well, I'm going to go ahead and tell you. So we've got enough questions tonight. Hey, Bonfire of the Vanities is by Tom Wolfe, and Look Homer Angels oh, is by Thomas Wolfe. Okay, that that's why I answered it wrong, but it was right. Okay. Yeah, you were right, but it was just a trick, you know. And so that was all. It was designed to be playful a little bit here on Friday night. I'm, okay. I'm always glad on Friday night if I'm doing this program, it means I've made it through another week and I'm almost to have a, ready to have a weekend and so on. Are you in the employee of the university? Uh, no, I am um, uh, I work for the other university. Okay. Uh, and I, it's, it's really, that's very impolite to do that. I'm, I'm just always curious about, I went to graduate school at Chapel Hill and it seemed like just about everybody then. This was a long time ago, though, about 40 years ago. But everybody worked for the university one way or the other. Now but, I'm associated uh, with Mr. Duke. Mr. Duke. Uh, we had a, a reference to Benjamin Duke last night. A lady was on talking about flowers in the Duke Gardens. And uh, I had to think for a minute. Uh, there were I don't know if there were three brothers or two brothers, but I think Buck was the one that made all the money, and Benjamin was the one that whose wife the garden was planted for. I believe that's right, but I'm not Sarah, sure. Sarah, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, don't say you didn't learn anything, okay? Okay. Okay, Tom, thank you for calling. Thank you. Bye-bye. Take care. And that's how it goes. Uh, Brittany, who is the second caller tonight? We have James from Clayton on the line. Okay, so we're going the other way. We're going east. James, how are things in Clayton tonight? Um, well, we just had a nice little rain shower. Well, and, um, uh, that's that's yeah. we've been thankful for that lady because we were having a little drought and everything, but that just means somebody's going to have to mow the grass now. Yeah, that's true. Well, the fireflies are out now. I've, oh, that's I've wonderful. Got, just gotten home and and turned off the lights, and they're out there just sort of flickering at me in the woods. <laughs> okay. Do you have children? Teddy and. Do you have children? Oh, yep, two. Well, they. Uh, I, I hope they're out looking. I just remember I lived at the edge of town, kind of like on a farm when I was small, and I loved to watch lightning bugs is what we called them. But, uh, yeah, yeah. That's a good well, thing. Well, anyway, I was, I was going to answer the question about the Great Raft. Okay, answer it. That, that, that would be John Steinbeck. Right. And what was the other the other book? Uh, I, I, uh, let's see, what was it? Um, you know, that, that I've, I've been... It's been so long since you asked the question, I forgot what the other book was. <laughs> well, 
I can't find my card right now. So I'm going to ask you name one other book by John Steinbeck. Since he's uh, of, named of, the of mice of, and men. Of mice and men, and yeah. let's see how far we can go with this. Uh, I read Cannery Row a long time ago. I and, haven't uh, read that one. And East of Eden, I think, is a, is a John Steinbeck book. He won the yeah, Nobel Prize in 1954, I think. That's your piece of trivial information for tonight. Okay. All right. Well, Tom, well, thank you. You have a good good evening, and, and I'm I'm going to uh, head on inside and, and tell everybody about the fireflies. And the Do that and wink, wink at them as you go. Maybe they'll wink back, okay? <laughs> okay. Okay, take thank care. Thank you. Okay, fireflies. That's really nice. 520, uh, 923 is the time. I'm hoping they get my clock to work right or... Brittany will have to say you have 10 seconds, Tom. Okay, who's next, Brittany? We have Joe Williams from Cary. My friend Joe Williams is here. No, Joe, good evening. Uh, how are you doing tonight? I'm fine. Did you get down and get some barbecue at Grady's? We went last Saturday. It's wonderful. <laughs> I, I, I thought maybe this would be presumptuous on my part, but after you hung up last week, I thought... Well, Tom, you could have asked him to bring you some back if you were to. <laughs> but I won't do that. I, I really need to take my own trip down there. And I've been once, is all I've been. But, uh, I could do that the next time we go down there. No, I, I don't want to presume on you like, like that. As I told you, we've taken up with uh, the Smithfield barbecue, and it's it's pretty good. So, yeah, but I do want to sample that, that again before. I think uh, the gentleman and his wife who do that, or of of senior years like my you and myself. Yeah, she's uh, seventy six and he is eighty six, and he's had a case of the shingles, and they were both not there this past weekend. But uh, her son cooked the barbecue, and I I don't know who did the stuff on the inside. Well, somebody's got to manage manage to keep this tra- tradition up, you know. Uh, yeah, but I, I it over. talked to her sometime maybe a year ago, and. Uh, she said none of the family was interested in taking it over, so uh, I'm afraid yeah. it's going to be gone once they decide to give it up. That's uh, that's what's happened to a number of places, I think. Uh, I, I haven't been back to Wilbur since they returned, but I, I'm going to just presume that they are maintaining traditions, and I know I think that's what happened to Scott's barbecue. I'm not privy to any information, but you know that the, the next generation just was not interested in and, and running a restaurant is a hard business, too. So. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I, two things I don't want is a dairy farm or a restaurant. Well, I can understand that. My uncle used to work, one of my uncles run, was part of the staff at the dairy at Cherry Hospital. And, you, and, yeah. you know, that's a seven-day-a-week, 24-hour-a-day business. It's, yeah, you know, they used to have a great herd of uh, Holstein cattle out there at Cherry Hospital. Uh, a animal husbandry guy at state once told me it was one of the best herds in the United States. Yeah, and uh, the orphanage down at uh, Falling Creek, they're going into Kempston. They had a nice herd, and uh, also uh, Castle Training School. But uh, I don't, I don't know if there's a dairy cow in either county now. I'm, I'm pretty sure there are not any at uh, at Cherry. I mean, it's I amazing to Cherry because I came by there about three weeks ago, and uh, there's no. No cattle there at all. Well, Joe, I'm sure people are really surprised at the information that I can get from my callers and so on. <laughs> yeah, thank, well, thank. those guys answered the two books that I knew, and uh, I read in the paper this morning who stayed in East Carolina was playing, but I have forgotten it. I think uh, State played in uh, Ruston 
Alabama, the Ruston Techs is a Ruston. They were in Ruston, Louisiana, but they've graduated from there. I think. I think they're in Sandville, Arkansas now. Yeah, that's a little bit of a clue right there. But but I, I have no idea who they're playing. I, I, I read, like I say, I read both of them this morning, and when you're old and senile, your memory doesn't last that long. I understand completely. <laughs> well, we've got one more caller, and we'll see if we can get him in before the news comes up. Thank okay, you, good Joe. talking with you, Tom. Okay, take care. Uh-huh, bye-bye. That's the guy that keeps me up on the barbecue in Wayne County right there. Who is this, Brittany? We have Anthony from Broadway. Anthony, we're going to take you now, and Brittany, you have to tell me when I have 10 seconds now, and so um, so because my clock is still not working correctly. And, uh, you got uh, 10 seconds, Tom. <laughs> Was that you, Anthony? That's me, man. Hey, well, let me tell you about through... the, uh, I do the sports. Uh, Arkansas is beating the mess out of NC State right now, 21-1 to in the Whoa. bottom of the eighth. It's bad. Yeah, well, what is their nickname? Uh, Wolfpack versus the Razorbacks. And you can imagine what the call from the crowd is if you know about the Razorbacks. I mean, it's it's ugly. Now, the other team that uh, you man before uh, that couldn't think of, uh, Vanderbilt beat East Carolina. I think it was two to nothing. It was two to nothing. I, I saw the second play. But what is their nickname? What is the Vanderbilt team's nickname? Oh, golly, Vanderbilt. Man, I know ECU's the Pirates. It's not volunteers. It's something else. I, I can't no, no, who gave them the money? Who gave them the money? Oh, oh, the Commodores. The Commodores. That's right. The band yeah, Vanderbilt. Had, All right, I got it. <laughs> he made his first money. He made several fortunes. But the first one was, it was. I think he had a uh, ferry concession to, between Staten Island or New Jersey and New York. And he was called the Commodore for that. But he got into railroads after that and just kept making money and he shared some of it with uh with uh with the university in, in Nashville. But that's that's where that came from. So gotcha. uh, and uh, well and uh, the uh, I wanted you to tell me the call that the fans at the, for the Arkansas team said that they are apparently fond of saying Suey Pig uh, <laughs> because the the the, ra- the Razorback is a kind of hog of course. So, well, real real fast here, it reminds me, I was Googling the other day the first episode of the Beverly Hillbillies, and uh, one of the pigs got into the moonshine, and Granny says, doggone these Razorbacks, you're a mean drunk, that's what you, <laughs> you 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 got it, they knew, they knew what they were talking about. Well, I'm going to let you go now, because we're coming up on the half-hour news here, but it's always good to talk to you, and I hope you're around next week, okay? All right, have a good one, Tom. Anthony from Broadway on WPTF, The Tom Kearney Show. Nine thirty-three at WPTF. Tom Kearney on the Tom Kearney Show for Friday night. It's time for Friday night trivia, and we are doing potpourri trivia tonight. And we put out a bunch of questions, and most of them have been answered. I did ask uh, a question about baby. Goats and baby kangaroos, what are they called? And they're not called the same thing, by the way. But uh, there's there's a name for each one of them. So let's see if somebody can, can come up with that. And uh, most of the other questions have been answered so far. And if Henry needs another question, I'll come up with one. But maybe he knows the answer to the to the goats and kangaroos. Henry from Raleigh is on the line. 
How yeah. are you tonight, Henry? Do you know the answer? Henry, good. I mean, this is Henry. Uh, Tom, good evening. Yeah, I'm going to shoot for that. Um, the baby kangaroo is called a joey. Right. And the baby goat is called a kid. Yep. Yeah, uh, I don't know if it's something Australian or not, or marsupial or not. Uh, a baby possum is called a joey. Wow, I didn't know and, that. And a, I didn't know. See, this this is why I always think trivia is fun. I learn stuff. I was looking up the kangaroo. I heard that's the one. I, I don't know if you listened to the whole program, but I had an idea for this question from watching an animal program that was on TV this morning. And they were talking about joeys, and I looked up kangaroo and joey and found out a, and the koala bear, you know, the ever popular koala bear, yeah, who, uh, who was in the Qantas airline commercials and lives most of his life eating eucalyptus. Well, what else? Well, what um, else? Yeah. Um, if I may, I've got a quick question for you. It's not trivia. Um, okay. Uh, I grew up as a Southerner because both sides of my family were Southern, but uh, three of my uncles married uh, ladies from the North. And when I was a kid growing up, uh, my mother, who was on the Southern side, she and the <laughs> Southern side of the family <clears throat> considered it improper to call children kids. Well, I was going to say... You just, you just, uh, you as you started out, you said when I was a kid. You That's referred, right. I don't know if you you realized you said that. And I, I realized going, that after I said it, and <clears throat> because <clears throat> the, the terminology "kid" has now become the accepted um, <clears throat> terminology in American culture. But what I wanted to ask you was, you being from the South, <clears throat> when you were growing up, were you taught that children should not be called kids? No, no, no. You weren't okay. I was, I was called a kid uh, when okay. I first started working. Hold on, Henry. We were at the WPTF. There was a gentleman. I think he was a retired English teacher, but he would call up about once a month, and we would have items on the air that said the kids were in school. And he said <laughs> a kid is a small goat. Well, yeah. the the way the English language works, and you you you've been around enough to know, is that words. You use words, and then they acquire additional meanings. You know, I'm going to oh, say yeah. to yeah. you to 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 dial yeah. us up on on your radio to hear WPTF. Well, you the, when the, in the early days, radios actually had dials on them, but they don't anymore. And you don't you don't dial a telephone now. You push the buttons. That's right. And so, on. but but that's how, but that's <laughs> why English is a living language, so it acquires new meanings and and uh, so words that. Uh, once meant some, one thing, mean other things. The, my, the most fascinating word to me is guy, a G-U-Y, because it oh, was originally yeah, the name that, of a man. That used to be totally masculine, and now it's for both genders. It, right. When the waitress comes to your table, she will say, what do you guys want? <laughs> That's right. And, and, but it was masculine because it, a guy was a, uh, a representation of uh, a man named Guy Fawkes. It was something... The, the the day that the Brits shoot off their firecrackers, like July 4th is in America, it's called Guy Fawkes Day. And that's a story that you can look up on your Wikipedia tonight if you don't know it. But uh, but that same thing has happened there and a lot of other places. There are a lot of odd, one of the oddest ones to me is the, the expression, okay. They, oh, yeah. I mean, but we all know what that means, but uh, exactly where it came from, they're sort of halfway sure. But not totally. But it, it's it's fascinating to me to look up those things. But as far as I'm concerned, a kid can be a little human being, a little goat, 
or whatever. <laughs> like I said, yeah. little possums are called joeys, as well as little kangaroos and little koala bears. And, uh, so, yeah. But thank you for calling tonight. Okay. My pleasure. Good night, Tom. Okay. Take care. We had some literary questions. We got one of them answered. We got the Tom Wolf and the Thomas Wolf question answered. But I ask, uh, who wrote The Sound and the Fury? It was a two-parter. And uh, who wrote, uh, well, we got half of it answered, actually. It was, it was, it was, the Steinbeck part was the other part, uh, the, uh, the Grapes of Wrath. But who wrote The Sound and the Fury? And I'll, I'll add another one here. Uh, who wrote uh, The Catcher in the Rye? That should be an easy one. That's a book that every young person in America is supposed to read and has been on the program since about 1950. But who wrote The Catcher in the Rye? 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. I've been playing with the names of hockey teams. Uh, of course, our uh, Hurricanes have, have been eliminated this year, but they they fought the brave fight and they got, got into the playoffs. And they, of course... They are the hurricanes. What I want you to tell me, if you want to answer one of these questions, I'll give you two, and you can answer either one of them, is uh, if I tell you uh, the uh, name of the team, well, let's, let's you tell me the name, the nickname of the St. Louis team in the National Hockey League and the Winnipeg team. Those are two that you can tell me. And there are two New York teams. New York City. It's the New York blank and the New York blank. What are the two New York teams? 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. I have a, uh, another movie quote, too. Uh, it's one that I saw in a movie the other day, and it's one of a movie I always enjoy seeing. It's a Sam Spade movie. It's where he, that character showed up. And uh, I want to know the movie in which one of the last lines is, it's the stuff that dreams are made of. It's the stuff that dreams are made of. Okay? saw a thing on YouTube today, 919-860-9783 if you want to call. I saw a thing on YouTube today uh, about, uh, well, it was an, it was an actress, uh, and but she was on there because she was, she was being interviewed because she had been a, a guest, or rather a panelist on a popular uh, show uh, that was on TV in the 1950s. In fact, when my family got our first TV in 1954, it was one of our favorite. Uh, it was one of our favorite programs. The person, her name was Jane Meadows, and I want you to tell me the name of the program that she was a panelist on. Very popular program. Be, I'd be just absolutely. In hog's heaven, if you could tell me the, some of the other panelists on that particular program. And by the way, Jane Meadows had a sister, and she was a TV star too, and I would like to know the name of the program that she was on. It was not a panel show. It was a situation comedy. Okay, there, there are a couple for you. 919-860-9783 is where we are. I want to know who, uh, what, where, the, where the Jets are and where... where uh, well, I actually gave that one away. It's the Winnipeg Jets, so we're going to have to find another one. What is the Vancouver team's uh, nickname? What is the St. Louis team's nickname in the National Hockey League? And there are two New York teams, and I would like to know the names of the two New York teams. 919-860-9783 at WPTF. Uh, Brittany, do we have any calls? 
We do. I have two callers at the moment. I have Wayne from Durham. Okay, and you should be prepared to give me a time check in a moment. But Wayne from Durham, good evening. You're on WPTF. Do you know the answer? Oh, well, yeah, I, I think I know the answer to the question about J.D. Salinger. Okay, what, what's, what's his book? Uh, uh, J.D. Salinger is the answer, right? I think so. Yeah, well, what I asked you was who wrote The Catcher in the Rye? J.D. Salinger. J.D., there you go. I just want to get it in the right order, so if somebody tuned in, they would, they would get it. Have you ever read The Catcher in the Rye? Oh, yes, sir, I have. I was an English major at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill in 1972, and that was required reading. Well, well now, what was Salinger's peculiarity? I don't know about his peculiarity. Uh, tell me about it, it. Go ahead. No, I asked you to tell me about it. I, I, I don't know of a peculiarity about J.D. Salinger. Well, he was famous, famously a recluse. Rather than ride the you know the wave and show up on all the talk shows and you know wallow in popularity and everything, he wrote the books and and preferred to just sort of disappear. I don't think he gave an, an interview like the last fifty years of his life. Well, I didn't know that. That's good to good to know. I'm glad I talked to you. Well, that's one of the most popular books uh, in say the second half of the 20th century. But he was famous. He was a, a an accomplished writer. He served in the Navy during World War II and got out and wrote several books which were very well received, and people kept waiting for the next book, and he kept not writing it. So uh, and he finally moved to Vermont and kind of lived off away from, away from everybody and didn't give interviews. And Well, you get the drift of this. He was sort of a private uh, uh, My person. daddy uh, was in, in the United States Navy during World War II, and uh, I don't think it's related in any way to what we're talking about, but that just brings me to mind that, Daddy, I've got his discharge from the U.S. Navy on my wall, and uh, he served in the Sea of Japan. I was going to ask uh, you where he served, the Sea of Japan. So he was uh, near, near the homeland over there, so to speak, and near Korea and so on. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, uh, I was just a child at the time, and... Uh, I was born in 1952, and uh, as I recall, all of the all of the memorabilia, the things that uh, he sent from Japan, I uh, have it all on my map. And, well, good. Uh, That's a good. Every day you can look and you can see him over there, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I really think about the, the trouble and the hardships he went through. And go into the Great Lakes Naval Training Center, and of course, I wasn't aware at the time what he was going through. But uh, later on, I, I did realize that he had a lot of uh, a, a lot of training and issues and problems uh, fighting in the war. Indeed, and, and and they went through a lot, and they was good when they could come home. Well, we've got at least one more caller, I think, Brittany said, so I'm going to need to go now. But thank you for answering the question about J.D. Salinger, okay? Well, thank you, and thank you for WPTF. Okay, that's good. WPTF. In fact, Brittany and I were talking about the fact that this September, WPTF will be 97 years old, which makes it a kind of legacy station. And we 
We've been around just about as long as the older generation of radio stations. Uh, and, uh, so uh, they've been pumping out the news and information and weather and so on since 
Oh, yeah. Stuff like that. But uh, I, I was gotten to watching the uh, the ones with Jane Meadows today, and Mrs. Kearney and I sat here for about an hour watching them and her telling stories about uh, the people that ran that show and Bill Collins and Henry Morgan and oh, Ray yeah. Emerson and, all, and those folks. Well, Ron, you're going to have oh. to call earlier next time so we can have I a will. decent conversation. I got here, I got here late tonight. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm glad you're here. That's the important uh, uh, thing. Right. Take Hope care of yourself, you okay? I'll talk to you next week. It's always good to hear from Ron. Right. Jim Croce, our, our signature song, coming in the door. And so we're going to give it to him. And we'll talk to you Monday night on WP. Thank you for your time. So much more than kind You can keep the dying